0: so check that out finally if there are any topics guests you'd like to hear from questions you want answered or if you'd like to appear on the podcast just send me an email to robs reliability project at gmail.com thanks for listening now let's get
1: rolling
2: hey guys i'm here with Le- dr liam latouche liam is a naturopathic doctor liam how are you doing
1: very good rob how are you
2: pretty good Excellent. so I'm not sure if our audience will really know. Uh, Why don't you break down kind of what a naturopathic doctor does and how that's different from a medical doctor?
1: Absolutely. And so we work very collaboratively with uh, our medical doctor colleagues. Um, Naturopathic doctors are trained as primary care practitioners. So the same kind of reasons you would go to see your, your current family doc, you could see a naturopath for support as well um and it's generally not one or the other we we both have very unique uh, and supportive skill sets so where your family doctor or your your medical doctor was is particularly well versed and and particularly highly skilled in using drug therapy um some of the specialists that this individual might refer to might be very well skilled in surgery and and other interventions naturopaths tend to work much more with diet and lifestyle and so speaking with a lot of my md medical doctor colleagues you know they would love to be able to engage in in much more counseling and support around you know optimizing diet and and talking about stress management and exercise and things like that but unfortunately the structure of the system that they work in doesn't always give them that that opportunity and that's where naturopaths tend to uh tend to really have a a much stronger um influence because we have the uh The platform to be able to work with that in a much greater capacity, and so I generally don't use drugs uh or, or pharmaceuticals when i'm working with with patients We're talking about like I said things like diet. what kinds of foods are not working well? How can we influence or modify their diet to really help them have more energy, sleep better, balance out their hormones so that their mood is 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 a little bit more balanced as well um you know there could be a number of different reasons that someone comes in, but we're looking at cleaning up the diet. We're looking at integrating exercise. We're looking at supporting stress management, work-life balance. We're also using specific tools like herbs or nutrients, physical medicine. So some of the manual therapies so you may have experienced this with a massage therapist or someone like that. So there's a number of different tools in our toolkit. And uh, like I said, the big thing is we we work with diet and lifestyle, and and we really hone in on prevention and uh, chronic disease management. So you wouldn't you wouldn't really come to see an naturopath if you Unfortunately, we're in a car accident, or if you broke your arm or something like that, you are going to the hospital. You're, you're using the, uh, the allopathic system, but in situations where we're looking to improve energy, address you know diabetes, reduce weight, improve sleep, things like that, or just prevent health issues and, and optimize health, naturopaths are, are really well versed in that and, and able to support. So, not a very short answer, but that's that's what we do.
2: <laughs> no, no problem. Uh, and that's really why I wanted to have you on is. Like we've been friends for a while. Yeah. And um and a lot of my audience a lot of my my audience, they're maintenance people and they're reliability people. Right. And the way we talk about maintenance is we're trying to be proactive and we're trying to get really down to the root causes of why things would fail before they fail. Right. And the the approach that naturopaths take to medicine is really kind of on that proactive side.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and and we tend to function as a reactive society, but as you guys can attest to, you know, being a little bit more proactive, whether in the space that you operate in or the space that I operate in, saves a lot of hassle, saves a lot of money, saves a lot of heartache down the road. And so we all appreciate the importance of proactivity And so that's where I think there's a lot of crossover with respect to how we approach things and and the importance we place on that.
2: Absolutely. And uh, my audience is going to love this discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So I just wanted to just confirm with you. So, being becoming a naturopath you have mm-hmm. a four-year bachelor's degree and then you have another four years of training correct
1: right yeah so from a, a training perspective we we have to complete the standard kind of pre-medical prerequisites uh that would would be uh, um, kind of universal across any of the medical disciplines and then as and that would be uh, completed in a, in a bachelor program then we go into a doctorate of naturopathy program which is a four-year program full-time the first couple years uh, are very standard with respect to your, your foundational biomedical and clinical sciences. Same thing that would be across the board, again with other um, regulated health professions. Yeah. And then in our latter two years, we really branch out into more of the, the naturopathic specific modalities, looking very deep into nutrition, herbs, acupuncture and the like. Perfect. So uh, yeah, it's a fairly, uh, you're in school for for a decent amount of time, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So what I wanted to have you on today, Liam, was um, we're going to be talking about, you know, primarily diets and how we can eat better while we're either traveling or we're at work or we're trying to do a bunch of different things. Um, A lot of my audience, there are going to be people who are either working uh, remotely on the road a lot, traveling like I travel a ton,
1: yeah,
2: um, or there are going to be people who work at plants and Or sites that maybe they don't have a cafeteria or some of them do have cafeterias right so do you have any like broad tips that that my audience can really take away from you know how do we eat well on the go
1: absolutely and i think just to maybe lay a bit of a foundation or or to put things in the appropriate context you know today food has changed you know food has is is what we're exposed to is very different to what our parents may have been exposed to, and certainly what our 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 grandparents or great grandparents would have been exposed to um, in the grocery markets and, and in those kinds of things. There's a ton of packaged food, there's a ton of, of pre-made foods, there's processed foods. Um and and beyond that, we're bombarded with a ton of marketing jargon. You know, you see you know fat free or or this free that free you see reduced you see low you see natural you see healthy free range paleo natural and you know the list goes on and the reality is a, a lot of these descriptors can be very helpful you know some are established within the the food industry to help the consumer actually know that something contains something or doesn't contain something and other times it's just marketing wizards sitting in an office somewhere trying to figure out you know what's going to move this off the shelf and You know, for example, my mother may say, oh, you know, here, I picked this up and, and, you know, very proud that she's picked something up that she sees as being healthy. And it might say natural or free range or say this or say that. But when we flip it over and we actually go through some of the ingredients, we see that that really doesn't hold any weight. And so um, this happens with a ton of well-intentioned individuals. I use my mom as an example (laughs) because it it happened more recently, but I have patients and, and other individuals in my circle uh bring that to my attention all the time and so it's very easy to get confused it's very easy to be misled and then on top of that we're going to layer you know a a busy schedule um an intense or intensive travel schedule you know a degree of lack of control that may come along with being at hotels and and being on offsite you know job sites and all this kind of stuff yeah. so i think the first thing to appreciate is is we're playing with a different deck and this is really where knowledge is, is power and, and the education around some of this marketing jargon and, and really trimming all of that out and just getting back to the basics is gonna be really helpful. And then from that, we can definitely hone in on, you know, what are gonna be some, you know, just a, a very small handful of key strategies based on this kind of real food principle that, uh, that can go a long way with respect to keeping people healthy on the road, keeping, you know, their minds sharp, I don't know if you experience this, Rob, but a lot of people tend to get sick either when they're traveling or as soon as they get back. So preventing that from happening. Um, and so, like I said, I think a big thing that I definitely want to um, focus on with you is sticking to the basics, looking at real food, whole foods, and then taking it from there. So what what are, when you
2: say the real food principle, what <laughs> is the real food principle?
1: Right, and so when we look at food, we're really looking at energy, right? Food can mean a lot of things to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, if we really just want to get down to the science of it, food is energy, right? Food is yeah. is a source of energy that our body will, will be able to utilize and, and put towards, you know, all these different processes. And so <clears throat> when we're able to, you're going to, I'll probably hit this a number of times as we go through, if we're able to focus on you know when i say whole foods if you were to walk into a grocery store and kind of stick to the perimeter yeah. you would you know you'd be you'd be seeing produce you'd be seeing um the the the, the dairy and the, and the meat section and you'd really just be seeing real food you wouldn't be seeing packaged foods right and and there's a place for packaged foods but when that makes up the majority of our diet that's when we run into problems yeah and so we're really talking about a predominantly plant-based diet. When I say plants, I'm talking about veggies and fruits. We're looking at getting in sufficient protein, and that's inclusive of animal protein as long as the individual eats animal protein, meaning you know your chicken and your your and your beef and your fish and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Or we're talking about plant-based proteins like beans and nuts and seeds and things like that. Um, we're talking about getting enough fiber, and we're talking about getting enough healthy fats, and there's what I tend to see as a big challenge with respect to people, one, getting sufficient amounts of veggies and fruits. I see a challenge with respect to people getting enough, um, a sufficient protein in. I see a challenge of people trying to get their fiber and I see a challenge around the healthy fats as well. And so the strategies that we look at really key in on very straightforward, simple, direct, uh, um, uh, ways to try and sneak in all of these rather than trying to achieve each outcome separately yeah and so uh, do you ever experience like the mid-afternoon crash pretty much all the time I
2: I tend <laughs> to have a coffee somewhere between one and two o'clock every day
1: <laughs> right so the good old pick me up right And yeah. and I'm not here to hate on coffee right but the reality is your body is giving you a very direct message that energy is crashing and and our job is to figure out well what's going on right and normally what that's related to is an imbalance in blood sugar and various hormones and the body is crashing the energy is dropping and you're gonna get a craving or, or some kind of indication that you need to get something in your body usually it's coffee other times <laughs> it may be you know going to the uh, to the pastry section and seeing what kind of sweet or, or, or you know baked good might uh, pique your interest but what's happening again is it's coming down to this imbalance in blood sugar. And when I talk about whole foods, when I talk about protein, when I talk about fiber and fat, really what we're trying to achieve is balancing out this blood sugar levels, balancing out the the, the hormones to make sure that energy is sustained, to make sure that the brain is getting the fuel it needs, to make sure that the muscles and other parts of your system are getting the, uh, getting the fuel it needs. So you can achieve what you need to achieve and more importantly and and where I really like to take things with people is is not just you know scraping the bottom of the bottom of the barrel, but really trying to optimize performance right and and we can maybe share save that for a, another discussion but um one of the or I say this, two of the most important things when it comes to balancing out that blood sugar, balancing out those hormones, keeping the energy up is breakfast and snacks, okay if we can make sure that our breakfast is on point and if we can make sure that we've got the right snacks on hand, that goes a very, very long way in making sure that energy performance um, and overall health is, is supported and optimized on a day-to-day basis. And there's a lot of control that we all have irrespective of whether we're sitting at the desk in our, in our headquarter office or whether we're out on the road. Yep. And so um, if you don't mind me asking, just cause it'll, it'll help, kind of put things in context is there a, a do you eat the same breakfast every day or do you switch things up often um well
2: typically I don't eat breakfast um, right on the weekends I will eat a breakfast uh, usually it's a bowl of frozen berries with a couple of scoops of protein powder in it
1: awesome and so because it, it, it may extend beyond the scope of what I'm hoping to explore today and I'd really be happy to maybe chat about it if we have time today or, or during another podcast um, you know, missing breakfast is certainly not a bad thing as long as that works for the person. However, if the person is choosing to consume breakfast, what we find is that people don't typically, um, at least the individuals and patients I work with, don't always come in consuming a breakfast like you did or you do on the weekend where you're having, you know, a bowl of berries with some protein. And what we find is that it's going to be some kind of cold cereal, right? Your standard you know, just off the shelf, regular cereal with some milk, yeah. um, or it's going to be uh, um, a, uh, a breakfast sandwich of some kind, or it's just simply toast with butter, right? I get a lot of people that just have a bagel with, with butter or, or toast with butter. Um, and what the, the general theme is, is that there's a lot of carbs and not much of anything else. And if we do have other things or other, other um, like if we do have protein or if we do have fats, they're not necessarily the most healthy kinds. And so people tend to get a big spike in their energy as that as those carbohydrates get converted into, into blood sugar. There's a big rise in blood sugar. And then what tends to happen is there's a big crash. It's like almost, almost like ro- uh, riding a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't serve us. What we want to do is enter into a situation where our blood sugar is uh, increases much more uh, stable and and allows for a much more prolonged and stable release of energy now you're actually on point with respect to adding that protein powder to your um to the fruits because it's going to accomplish that and i'm sure you knew that because you tend to be pretty you know keyed into your health <laughs> i so try it's, yeah so it's, it's not super fair for me to to ask that and, and expect that to be a reflection of the general population but kudos to you for for making that adjustment rather than just going for the berries. What would typically happen if we were to just, you know, knock back some, you know, a handful of berries or or a handful of fruit is, again, you get a big rush of energy and that big crash. So what I typically like to do with individuals is if they are, again, having breakfast, we look at a chia pudding. I don't know if you've ever heard of that or tried it.
2: I've never tried it, but I've heard of it.
1: The really cool thing about a chia pudding, especially for individuals that are strapped for time in the morning, as long as they have a fridge, you essentially just take some form of non-dairy milk. It could be coconut milk, it could be almond milk, it could be cashew milk. We typically go for those because they they tend to uh, um, support health to a greater degree. With respect to, to dairy, isn't always tolerated well by everybody so the non-dairy options tend to work well they also um, are good because they don't always have to be uh, refrigerated obviously most do but there are some that don't Um, you essentially have a small little cup usually in a mason jar or something like that of the uh, of the the non-dairy milk and then you throw in one to two tablespoons of chia seeds now chia seeds they're available in most grocery stores certainly in any health food store they are super, super rich in fiber and healthy fats, healthy omega-3s. Okay. And so what happens is right off the bat, just by adding in the chia seeds, what we're gonna do is get a slow release of energy into the system. We're gonna help to support bowel regularity and, and overall digestion. The healthy fats are gonna help support cognitive function, skin health, neurological function, and a whole bunch of different things. And all of that by just having that one to two tablespoons of these chia seeds. Now, this is these chia seeds are put into the beverage or to the milk overnight. Yep. And in the morning, what tends to happen is they've swelled up and it becomes actually a pretty um filling breakfast. And then what we'll normally do is beef it up in some way. Let's make it a little bit more, let's get a bit more bang for our buck, right? And I, I talked about a few things. I, I did say fiber and fat earlier but I also said plant-based foods or plant-based diet. And I talked about protein. So we're missing our antioxidants. We're missing our veggies or our fruits. So this is where we can throw in that handful of of berries. Um, Blueberries would be a great option, but any kind of berries would be fine and any kind of fruit would be fine. The other thing we'd want to do is get a bit of protein. And so depending on the person's preference, we might go for a whey protein or we might go for a plant-based protein, but we get that protein into that little cup we mix it up and there you've got your little we call it a chia pudding and you're you're set for for a very quick meal all of this can be done the night before but at least if nothing else the chia seeds would need to go in the 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 non-dairy milk and then in the morning you're good to go you grab it you hit the road you don't have to worry about a thing
2: i mean that almost sounds like you could do that sunday and have them ready for all week
1: absolutely it depends the the consistency changes the longer the chia seeds sit the the more gelatinous it becomes. (laughs) Some people like it, some people don't. So I would say uh, tread cautiously first and then, you know, push the boundaries, see what works. But it can be really easy. Now for the individual that may not be able to prep a chia pudding every night for the following morning, one of the easier things to do, as long as there's um, access to a a small, you know, even a, a small blender that can be packed on the go, like yep. a magic bullet or kind of thing, would be um, uh, smoothie freezer packs. So we do a lot with uh, of that with individuals as well. Now again, I'm mindful that that requires um, that that requires a uh, a blender, <laughs> a, a blender and and a freezer. But for individuals that that may be listening that that are typically at home or at least have that accessibility, what we do is we throw into Ziplocs or into little uh, Tupperwares. We throw in all of the ingredients that would um, be used for a single smoothie and we make, you know, five, seven, however many of those you would need. And we throw them in the freezer. So you've got your pineapple or your berries or your banana, you've got your spinach or your kale. You may have some ground flax seed or some hemp hearts or some chia seeds. And, uh, Everything, essentially everything except the protein powder and the base, which again would be like a water or, or a non-dairy milk. Yeah. But first thing in the morning, you fill up that blender with the base liquid. Again, some maybe a cup of water or a cup of the non-dairy milk. You dump in that frozen, that, that freezer pack of the smoothie mix, whiz it up. And because everything's frozen, you're good for a few hours. So even if you don't have it right away, like I tend to, to delay my breakfast as well. And so... If I'm having that at 9, 10, 11 a.m., it's still fresh, it's still cold, it's still good to go. So in situations where the person either doesn't like the chia pudding or doesn't have the time to do that nightly prep, then it really only takes about five minutes to whiz it up in the morning um, if you have those pre-made freezer packs of the uh, smoothie mix.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not a big fan of smoothies.
1: Okay.
2: So I I assume that my audience might not be as well. So are there any options? Like, could we go, like, let's say we have time in the morning or, or we're at a site that like some of the sites I go to, um, they're, they're like a bunkhouse and they have like a buffet type of breakfast. Yep. What could I eat on that? Like, can I eat scrambled eggs or can I have bacon? Like what kind of foods can I eat off of that? that would really, you know, do the same effect but is more in the terms of what I would call real food.
1: Yep. And so I would look at it two ways, so either whether the individual has access to uh to a setup like you just mentioned or if they're just like just on the road and they would actually have to stop into a, you know, a convenience store, a fast food place or a grocery store to pick something up. Yeah. Um some of the better options. The way I say this is you want you want to hit the basis so in my mind i'm I'm always going through a checklist right so can i go can i get whole foods in this situation if i can great then let's proceed i want to get my plants on first and so that could be you know if there's some fruit available at this stand or at this buffet spread or if there's some food available at the at this, you know the truck stop or at the at the convenience store or at the uh at the uh, drive-through i would first want to get my plants so before i think about scrambled eggs or anything else i'm looking for that first and that always goes on the plate first because that's the priority and so um there's really no limits as long as it it's considered a fruit or veggie i'm pretty good we do want to be mindful of not going to town with fruits because fruits still do have some sugar but I'll be honest with you, I've never had a patient who got fat from eating fruits. It's more so our consumption of starches, right? And I mean, that's... We'll talk about what that means. I've had that,
2: definitely that same thought, too, is is where people go, oh, well, you shouldn't eat, you know, two or three <laughs> bananas. It's like, I don't think anyone's gotten fat eating bananas.
1: No, man. And And what we find in the newer research around diabetes is you know the therapeutic compounds in the fruits we call them flavonoids and there's a lot you can just call them phytochemicals or plant chemicals um these these phytochemicals do so much to help regulate blood sugar to help promote health on a number of fronts and here we're talking about people that were actually quite concerned about sugar balance um but it's it's the fruits are not the issue right it's it's a lot of the other things that tend to be problematic so so we're getting our we're getting our our whole food plants on the plate first right and i don't care if it's like I, said, I don't care if it's an apple if it's an orange if it's a banana um there is there is a degree to which we can talk about the quality and, and how certain fruits might interact with the body but at this stage we're really just trying to get in some colorful fruits and we're trying to mix it up on a day-to-day basis so if you know if you're at a site for a three four day stretch and you know today you had bananas in the morning Tomorrow, maybe you should mix it up and get some purple or blueberries. And then the next day, maybe we can try and get some red in our diet, And whether that's red in a fruit from an apple, the apple skin, or some raspberries or strawberries, or maybe it's a red pepper, right? We want to try and we say, eat the rainbow. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to infringe on any copyrights or or trademarks here, but we want to kind of um, really eat the rainbow when it comes to, to fruits and veggies. So short answer, we want plants on the plate first. Then in my checklist, I'm going for protein. Now, you touched on scrambled eggs, certainly considered protein, right? Eggs would be an animal-based protein and, and really rich source of, of a lot of the good components that that come along with protein. Yeah. So whether it's eggs in any form, fried eggs would be the least favorable just because of the fact that, again, they're fried versus cooked in another way. Poached eggs, boiled eggs, even scrambled would be uh, uh, generally a better option if the person doesn't eat eggs or doesn't like eggs other ways that we can sneak some protein um, into the body would be really anything if there's chicken if there's beef if there's fish like if someone's comfortable having that for breakfast there's no reason not to we tend to be fairly dogmatic and and restrictive with our breakfast but really you can eat anything you want for breakfast (laughs) Um, but as we yeah really but as we venture out away from the animal sources of protein Nuts and seeds, and this is across the board, right? So, this would be your almonds, your walnuts, pumpkin seeds, um, pecans, hazelnuts really, any nuts or seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, right? So, this could just be on their own, this could be processed into a nut butter, this could be in some Greek yogurt or in like a smoothie bowl or in the chia pudding, in the smoothie itself, but any kinds of nuts and seeds. Will be great from a protein perspective especially if we're getting a decent amount so at least a couple tablespoons yeah. and if we're getting a variety so the only reason plant protein doesn't um uh, may fall short from a protein perspective is it doesn't contain all of the amino acids that animal protein would and so we need to just get a variety we need to combine so i'm not going to have pumpkin seeds every day i'm going to have pumpkin seeds with some sesame seeds or pumpkin with some fu- sunflower or almonds with some walnuts. You kind of want to get a variety on a day-to-day basis or at least across the week. Um, the nice thing about nuts and seeds is that not only are you getting some protein, you're also getting some healthy fat, you're also getting some fiber. So before even moving through those, those uh, components on my checklist, I've already hit them so nuts and seeds are actually a really really good hack when it's coming when it comes to uh to try and and get a solid well-rounded whole foods breakfast in so if someone is on the run like if if you were to leave the house this morning and, and all you had was a banana what would be great is having a small little tub of a nut butter to have with that or very easy i leave the house every day with a little ziploc with my um, with my nuts and seeds in it. And I've always got that. And and if my breakfast was just a piece of fruit, I would definitely have some of that with it just to get some of that protein, get that fat, get that fiber, excuse me, all together in one shot. Absolutely. Some of the other things just quickly would be, um, you know, again, not always in favor of dairy for everybody because not everybody does well with it, but cheese does have, um, a decent amount of protein in it as well as well as uh, a greek yogurt right would be a higher protein um, option and we typically want to go for ones that have a little bit more fat than less though it is harder to find um, but i'd rather go for the 2 or 3.5 percent or even more uh, fat fat percentage on the greek yogurt than the zero percent so that i'm getting some of that fat in the mix as well now
2: let's let's just talk about yogurt a little bit so a lot of yogurts that I see are, I mean, I don't even know if you call them yogurts, they're just a bunch of sugar in them. How do we avoid, <laughs> how do we avoid that?
1: Right, and so the easiest thing would be to buy plain. Um, so as long, whether it's a regular yogurt, whether it's Balkan style, whether it's Greek, now they have Icelandic, and I'm sure they have other ones, um, irrespective of the, the kind of, of yogurt, if we go for plain, we're doing okay. You know, it's really tempting to pick up those little yogurt cups that are fruit, you know, fruit bottom or, or flavored in whatever way. Yeah. Um, and the reason they taste so good is because like you said, it's, it's essentially candy, right? It's, it's, it's almost like a dessert, the amount of sugar that you'll get in that tiny little cup. And so if you're not a huge fan of the flavor of plain yogurt, dress it up, but you control it. Right. So often at these, these kind of uh, breakfast spreads, whether at a hotel or, or at a job site, they often have the plain yogurt, hopefully, but they do also have a little bit of, you know, they'll have honey packets or they might have some maple syrup. They may even have some sugar packets. And although we want to keep that to a minimal, if you're going to have a little bit, add a little bit, but you control it, mm-hmm. right? And we can just put a splash of honey. I would much prefer the the sweetness come from fruits. And if that doesn't do the trick, then we can always just, again, a tiny splash of honey or something like that. But they can really, really be loaded with sugar, like you said, and it just, it becomes completely counterproductive.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Right, now, and, uh,
0: oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm just, I'm i am checking myself here. So the, maybe just quickly to touch on the other parts of that checklist. So we talked about plants, we talked about protein. Uh, lastly, just the two Fs, fiber and fat. And so maybe just to give your audience a few examples, so they, they have this in the, in their back pocket. When we're talking about fiber, people have probably heard about that for you know maintaining bowel function and regularity. They may have heard about it for heart health and and diabetes health and stuff like that. Um, but we're really looking at vegetables again, we're looking at our nuts and seeds. this could be legumes or or beans and lentils, stuff like that and so if we're getting some fruits or veggies, if we're getting some nuts and seeds we're hitting we're hitting the mark right mm-hmm. so but for the rest of the day, we are trying to still sneak in some of that that healthy fiber in the mix as well. So there may be some more introduction of beans or legumes, stuff like that, as long as it's tolerated by the person. And then lastly, fat. And I, I, the reason I wanted to to circle back to this is there's been, I mean, just a, an incredible misconception about fat for the last 40, 50 years. <laughs> um, very misleading research that came out again during that in that in that time frame that really vilified fat as the culprit involved in in cardiovascular disease, everything became low fat, and to make something low fat, what typically happens is the carbohydrate count goes up, and we didn't really think about the impact of that um I know you know just from our discussions that you're you're particularly keyed into the negative health consequences with the overconsumption of starches and refined carbs and when i say refined carbs we're thinking of of sugar yeah. and when i'm talking about starches we're talking about potato and bread and pasta and and what am i missing and rice um which aren't bad but certainly are not good when we over consume them and that's really what's driving you know the prevalence of, of heart disease and diabetes and everything else and so when we talk about fats, we're really talking about healthy fats. We're not talking about fried fats and donuts. We're talking <laughs> about healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, coconut oil. Um, again, back to nuts and seeds. Really, really easy way to sneak in protein, fiber, and fat. Um, some of the cold water fatty fish. We use the acronym SMASH. I don't know if you've heard that. No, uh... so, it's, so we're looking at the fish. You've, you've heard of you know salmon being touted as a, as a healthy fish right because if it's because it's rich in fats and so there there are other fish that that fall into that category and again we use the acronym smash s-m-a-s-h so salmon mackerel anchovies sardines and herring so again salmon mackerel anchovies sardines herring so there are a lot of different healthy fish that are are, are, well fish that are, are healthy because they're rich in fats as well so maybe not everyone's favorite but sardines or anchovies could be a a good option in the morning um i know individuals who will just spread anchovies on a or sardines rather on a piece of toast i tend to get a lot of faces cringing when i when i give talks and and (laughs) mention that but hey whatever floats your boat if that does it it works um we could look at uh, again whether the person's just running out of the house with an apple in their hands if we can get those nuts and seeds boom we're getting some of that healthy fat i'll literally just scoop half an avocado out of the the shell or out of the you know the thing with the with a spoon yep. to get my my fats in i may have that with some rice crackers um i'll tend to be pretty liberal with my olive oil when i'm when i'm placing that on my my food and the way i i recommend this to individuals is two thumbs up because we love healthy fats. So two thumbs up means two tablespoons. Okay. So with, with each meal breakfast included, we want to get two tablespoons of healthy fats. And most people I talk to, if they're eating cornflakes flakes and, and milk for breakfast, they're not getting any healthy fat, especially if it's a skim milk. Yeah. Um, you know, but if we can build out that chia pudding, if we can build out the smoothie, if you're having, um, so even for yourself, if we could sneak in a little bit of healthy fat with that, with that berry and protein mix, uh, that would round it out to a degree. Now, I'm, I'm, again, I know you, and I know that you, you make up for healthy fats through the day, so I'm not too worried, but generally speaking, eggs would fit the bill. Um, as I said, avocado, so I'll often have people with their eggs just have a side of avocado if that's accessible and if it's easy and if not, um. The eggs themselves have some fat, or we can get some of those nuts and seeds. You can see I'm a fan of nuts and seeds just because they're so easy. <laughs> right. I do have to say,
2: when I'm on the road, I, I eat a ton of nuts. Like, I'll eat cashews or peanuts or something. Right. So.
1: Great. And not to knock peanuts, because I, I do love peanuts, but they just don't have the same healthy fat content as as the uh, the other players. Um, so, I would say eat peanuts for pleasure. Yep. But eat the other nuts and seeds for health. Okay. Right? So, like, studies have shown, like, I think it's 28 almonds. I don't know who sat there and counted, but 28 <laughs> almonds daily over the course of whatever period of time. I, I don't want to uh, misinterpret the study, but I remember coming across it in, in naturopathic school. Actually, would modify people's blood lipid profiles. So, so people will go in and get their cholesterol tested, okay. and simply. The 28 almonds a day influenced the the profile of their of their blood cholesterol levels as well as has an impact on blood pressure. Two tablespoons of olive oil, good clean solid quality olive oil, can influence blood um, lipid levels as well as as well as uh, blood pressure. So these are really simple whole food strategies, right? Like it's no sweat for me to put olive oil on my salad or eat, I put it on on any on anything really,
0: yeah.
1: um, or have that, you know, couple handfuls of almonds on a day-to-day basis. So kind of to to maybe bring this down to the simplest way to approach it or think about it is every time you're approaching breakfast, whether you're prepping it yourself through a chia pudding or a, or a smoothie, or like you said, something as simple as a bowl of, of, of uh, fruit or berries with the protein powder, we're thinking, okay, can I get whole foods in? Yes. Awesome. Okay. In that case, I want to get mainly plants. I want to get my fruits and veggies. Once that's accomplished, I want to get sufficient protein. You can think about that as kind of the the size of your palm, the thickness of a deck of cards. You want to make sure that you're getting sufficient fiber. That one we are trying to get like 30 grams a day. So that one it's it's helpful to measure, but try to get a couple of handfuls or a couple of tablespoons rather of fiber rich um, foods with each meal. So that could be your chia, your flax, your hemp or your nuts and seeds. Yeah. And then we're trying to get our healthy fats again, another couple tablespoons of those healthy fats. And so whole foods, plants, protein, fiber, fat. And once you sit with that, it actually is is super simple.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds a little complicated but maybe, so if anyone's interested in getting a checklist from you, uh, they can just, you know, they can just message me on LinkedIn and I'll get them in contact with you and then maybe you can put together uh, a checklist for them.
1: Absolutely. And what I'll do is at least maybe, you know, verbalize or mention a few uh, kind of key options that I would recommend that would be both applicable as a breakfast as well as a on-the-go snack. Okay. Right. I think you know what number one is gonna be drum roll, nuts and seeds, right? <laughs> so just throw it in a ziploc, throw it in a in a in a little um Tupperware. I'll normally do that with dark chocolate. So dark chocolate that's 70% cacao or higher is gonna be really rich in a lot of antioxidants and, and have some heart protective effects, stuff like that. So my go to snack, especially on my long days, is I have a very full bag of nuts and seeds with um with uh, some squares of dark chocolate and that will help keep me fueled through the day.
2: So now, now I feel a little less bad eating Reese's cups or Oh, Henry.
1: (laughs) Now I wouldn't throw that into the mix just yet, but (laughs) the other thing, the other thing would be fruit and nuts or fruit and nut butter. So, you know, if, if you tend to just take an apple with you in your, in your bag, having, you know, just as a tablespoon of nut butter thrown into a, a Tupperware, that you can either have with that uh uh, have alongside that that apple that would be awesome other things that are typically easy because you can buy a lot of um either baby carrots or cut up celery or cut up peppers having some hummus and peppers is a really really easy thing easy way to get your plants in to get your fiber your fat your protein um I mentioned avocado with some crackers. We typically prefer like some high fiber crackers. If you're in Canada, I'm sure they're available in the States too, but Mary's crackers, I have no affiliation with them, but they're just pretty widely accessible and and high in fiber. Mm -hmm. We talked about Greek yogurt. And so those would be some of my, my go-tos and boiled eggs, boiled eggs are if the good thing about them is you can boil them up, throw them in the fridge and, and, you know, Pop one or two a day over the next four or five days um, that's an easy easy way to to do it as well um, if uh, if again the person likes that
2: yeah I mean that's uh usually a lot of the places I go to or sites I go to even my office there's usually a fridge on there somewhere, so it's another right. thing that's accessible I think to people
1: right, and so that's it it. it Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I was just wanted to switch gears a bit. So we talked a lot about breakfast.
1: Right. Now,
2: right. like for snacking, you just mentioned a bunch that are possible for people to have, but how often should people be snacking?
1: Right. And so the the magic answer always is is it depends. The general thought process for the longest time was you got to fuel the fire, right? So you got to keep putting coal in the engine. And, and what that meant was you had three meals per day with two snacks in between, uh, in between lunch, uh, breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. So you were kind of having either three meals with two snacks or five small meals per day. Yeah. Um, we are finding now that, that, uh, research is indicating that, that periods of, of, brief, of brief fasting isn't that bad, but the way I, 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 um, leave it with people is you got to listen to your body, right? So if you know that, 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 you know, between one and three in the afternoon, you're going to crash, then you got to be proactive and have a snack before that happens. Mm -hmm. If you're the type of person that will plug through without having the crash, your mind is still sharp, your, your body's still feeling good. Maybe you're not the individual that has to be snacking all the time. And so, First and foremost, again, I would just identify if, if you're the type of person that, that needs it. And that typically would be indicated by way of energy um, and, and kind of mental capacity and, and cognition. So if, if you are finding the crash, then generally what we are trying to do is get a snack in between lunch and dinner and in between, um, uh, sorry, in between breakfast and lunch and in between lunch and dinner. So getting a couple small snacks in a day. Yeah. And then, I mean, with respect to what we're looking at, it it really comes back to exactly what I was saying. Fruits with nuts and seeds, dark chocolate, hummus with peppers, avocado. It really depends. I mean, obviously, you're not going to travel with an avocado if you're going to be out all day. <laughs> but the nuts and seeds are an easy option. And there are. I mean, do you ever stop and pick up like the, the, the wellness bars or the protein bars? Not not the O. Henry's so much, but more of the uh, the health food bars?
2: No, I don't really, yeah, I don't really eat any of that stuff. Like, I'll tend right. towards eating, you know, apples or bananas if I'm going to snack. Um, right. Like, other things I eat on the road, like, when you mentioned vegetables and hummus, that's usually what I'll bring. Like, I'll go to the the prepared food sections in the grocery store and they have, you know, like, right. I eat my dinner. Usually I'll eat, like, a ro- whole roast chicken with
1: hummus and some vegetables. Like, you get those pre stir fry kits or something right yeah and so and that's it right and what i find is at least anything that's not particularly kind of shelf stable or or anything that uh is gonna perish i would have that for the first snack and then save the more non-perishable or stable items for later on in the day um and so that's where i would try to sneak in some of those veggies or some of the hummus. And what's great is like you were saying, they do come pre-made and pre-set now. There are these little, you know, ready to go cups and containers that have a single serving makes it really easy to just have it on the go. You know, if there's the ability to stop when you're, when you get into a new town and and just load up your fridge with those great. And if not, you can just stop on the road and pick something up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to the uh, food bar, the, uh, the energy bars and food bars and that kind of stuff because i do tend to get asked about it a lot and just like you made the comment about yogurt being you know high in sugar i i see a lot of these health food bars as being glorified um chocolate bars you know they may have a lot of decent stuff in them but they have a tremendous amount of of sugar Uh, there are some better options but really you know i'd be much more inclined for someone to just stop into a bulk food store and grab a bag make up a bag of of trail mix you know because you're going to get essentially what you're paying for paying a much higher amount for in these bars and you're going to get again you're getting it as a whole food source and you're not getting any added sugars and preservatives and all kinds of other junk you don't need and so we haven't really touched on it I know we talked about nuts and seeds but just your good old standard trail mix can be great right and uh will mitigate the need for something like those overpriced uh, bars that you get out there on the market.
2: Yeah. And like, that doesn't even have to be limited to a grocery store. Like the Starbucks has almonds. Right. Um,
1: just check that they don't have sugar on them. Cause some of them. Do. <laughs> right. 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 I remember I, I'm not a big coffee drinker, but when I do find myself, um, you know, trying to grab something on the go, particularly at uh, a, a coffee shop, Starbucks has definitely stepped up their game with respect to uh, to having some of those options. The yogurt parfaits and those kinds of things are still loaded with sugar, so it's better off. You're better off just getting the the bag of nuts. Yeah. Um, if someone, like I get this all the time, right? They either just love the breakfast sandwich, or you know, Tim's are everywhere, and chances are, if you need a coffee in the morning and that's where you're stopping, and you know, your tummy's grumbling, you're, you're probably going to reach for something. Um, what I always recommend is. One, don't go for a bagel because bagels are, are a tremendous amount of, it's much more bread than you need. Mm-hmm. So going for an English muffin would be, you know, uh, I'd say that the, the lesser evil, we'll put it that way. Um, anything that's going to be whole grain though, will have a little bit more fiber. So that would be a little better. Okay. Um, and what I tell people when they're grabbing sandwiches on the go is just lose the top bun, lose the, the top half and have it as an open face sandwich
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it may not be the best option but hey you know what if it's a regular kind of sandwich maybe you're going to get a, a touch of lettuce a little bit of tomato something um, you're going to get some protein and if we can at least minimize the consumption of some of those excess starches that can go a long way so in that scenario where you know you're you're your best option or the least bad option is, is something like a breakfast sandwich or a or a sandwich on the go at least make it open-faced yeah and what that does is it just like i said will will provide a little bit more benefit when it comes to uh supporting energy and, and mental function and all those other fun things
2: yeah that's a great tip and so i wanted to ask you so for for fast food options like my right. go-to's pretty much, well, pretty much the only thing I'll really go to is I'll try to find a burrito place and get a burrito right. bowl with, without rice. Right. Um, is there anything else that we can eat that is any good? Or like if we go to McDonald's, like can we eat anything <laughs> yeah. at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just to maybe emphasize what you just touched on, when you go to a burrito joint, you don't have to get it wrapped in a, in a, in a tortilla, right? You can get it in a bowl on a salad you don't even need the rice and that way you get a really very tasty and very nutritious meal Uh, so absolutely would be one of the gold standards when it comes to eating on the go if you're at one of the normal kind of standard fast food places what i'm happy about and they're not always the best options but what i'm happy about is that salads are offered right and so whether it's a wendy's or mcdonald's or even i think harvey's And most of these, you know, regular fast food spots will have some form of a salad option. And so if salad is available, um, grabbing one would be the best option. And I would highly recommend just going for the oil and and vinegar dressing option versus the very rich, heavy, creamy dressings. Because that's where a salad will will end up biting you in the butt. Um, But it's still rather a salad versus anything else, even if it doesn't have the best dressing. So again, you're going through your same checklist. So I want whole food. So I'm I'm gonna try and get, you know, the whole food options at wherever I'm at. I want plants first. Well, burgers versus a salad. The salad's giving me the plants, the fruits or veggies. And then I'm trying to make sure it has protein, fiber, fat. So whether it has some cut up grilled chicken, if it has um, some, you know, a lot of them come with slivered almonds or pecans or walnuts. You know, with that, I'm getting my protein, I'm getting my fiber, I'm getting my fat when I get either whether it has some avocado or the nuts or some olive oil. So definitely a salad. And then if not, if really that's not an option, I would go for the grilled chicken sandwich. Okay. And I would I would have it open faced. And the hope is that that's, you know, that's going to minimize again, it's going to be the least bad option. And, and, and this is the thing, it's, it's not to say, you know, if you want to go out and you want to have a burger and you want to enjoy it, go out, have your burger and enjoy it. But we, we talk a lot about the 80-20 rule, right? If you can be on point 80% of the time, then 20% of the time, you really don't have to worry about things and just enjoy yourself, right? We're, we're here for a short period of time. Let's, let's have some fun while we're here. But we also don't want to be suffering while we're here. And that's where we can really influence things positively by trying to be on point that 80 percent of the time Mm -hmm. so when we're not eating at a fast food restaurant because we want to be eating out at a fast restaurant uh, fast food restaurant when we're eating at this place because that's the only option i have when i'm in the middle of nowhere um you know that's where we do still want to try and make some of those better decisions and a salad would be great or an open faced kind of grilled chicken sandwich would be uh you know some of the better options available
2: or the kfc double down
1: I've yet, I won't lie. I've yet to try that. And I, I secretly still want to, but I'm, I'm, I kind of need a, a defibrillator on site when I, when I try it. I mean, it's
2: an open face sandwich. <laughs>
1: right. Fair enough. You'd have to lose one of the pieces of chicken, I guess. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the 20% of the time. That'll make up the full 20% for one month. <laughs> right. So, uh. so I, I think maybe just to, to kind of core back on some of the key key concepts here, time permitting, omelets um, or eggs. Omelets are great, I didn't talk about them. Omelets are great because you can really load them up with veggies, so that's a nice thing about omelets. But omelets or eggs, chia pudding, smoothies, um, or just kind of going through your standard checklist, given whatever breakfast you've got laid out in front of you, or breakfast options, where you want whole foods, you want plants, you want protein, fiber, fat. That's kind of what we're trying to achieve. And then for snacks, if you're the kind of person that needs snacks, i.e. your energy is dropping during the day, you know, we're looking at nuts and seeds. We're looking at dark chocolate. We're looking at fruits with some nuts or some nut butter, maybe some hummus and peppers, avocado, Greek yogurt. Right. And we're, we're really just trying to hammer home, you know, these items that are going to keep your blood sugar levels in check and eating a salad at a fast food restaurant will do that much better than grabbing you know grabbing a burger um and the the same is true if we can at least try to get an open-faced sandwich or 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 burger versus kind of the the standard issue so those are the usual um tips that i'll work on with people Mm -hmm. and and i often I often recommend it's, it's not so much about big overhauls. So if right now the individual is having that Tim sandwich every day, just lose the top bun. And that's the only focus for now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if, and if they are always just having, you know, the Mr. Big or the, the O. Henry or, or a Coke as their snack, let's just get a handful of nuts or seeds with, What they're already doing, and then we'll work on switching things up if we can. But in the beginning, it's just about making very small tweaks, and you'll find that that can go a really long way.
2: And reliability, reliability, people really appreciate that, as that's a lot of what we do. Is we talk about making sustainable changes that start small, and then at the end we get to like a really good reliability program. So this is going to resonate well. Awesome, awesome. Um so yeah like we're we're pretty much through everything. Uh Liam do you have anything that you want to talk about? Plug um I know you're the uh, a co-founder of Thrive Workplace Wellness. you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely. I uh I mean one of the main reasons I'm so passionate about working with individuals in the workforce whether executives or or or, or um, employees or anyone in the anyone involved in any organization I tend to see individuals that uh that are are suffering with whatever health complaints they're suffering with, and to some degree that's influenced by what happens at work, right whether it's a lot of travel, long hours, high stress yeah. poor, poor you know poor access to healthy foods, whatever the case may be. we end up trying to clean up the mess in the clinic and I'd much rather swim upstream. We talk about this all the time, you brought it up. And, and see if we can be proactive, see if we can be preventative in our approach. And so uh, myself and a, a couple colleagues, we started Thrive Workplace Wellness Limited. We work with organizations to help improve the, their productivity and profitability by enhancing their health and wellness through very specific um, wellness strategies. This again is, is something that's particularly near and dear to my heart because what we're finding is we're able to go in Provide naturopathic care on site at various organizations, provide lunch and learns, support their initiatives around cleaning up the kitchen and, and the food accessibility, getting exercise programs on site, and really impacting things upstream, right? And, yeah. and we're able to enhance the well being of a lot of individuals, uh, a lot more individuals than I would ever be able to in my clinical practice. And we are kind of flipping the switch on the way that work and work related stressors and work related factors used to make people or contribute to people getting sick and we're really trying to to do that so um we we really work with any kind of of industry we we tend to work with those industries that um, tend to see higher amounts of pain related complaints higher amount of mental emotional complaints higher amount of stress had higher amount of, of weight uh, issues by way of being sedentary, stuff like that. But yeah, we, we tend to, to hit, hit work with everyone. We certainly uh, are very inclusive. And uh, at Thrive, like I said, it's, it's just a great opportunity to align wellness with, with the workforce. And we see a lot of good come from that.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, uh, the one thing i wanted to say was i've seen some of those health tips that you've been putting on linkedin and yes so why don't you tell everyone kind of what's going on with that and where they can kind of
1: find them definitely so the name of the game is to try and keep things as simple and easy as possible um and we talked again about kind of sustainability you know aggregation of, of, of marginal gains so if we can work on improving ourselves one percent every day that's going to have a have a cumulative impact down the line so Every month we have a specific theme. Uh, as we move into June, the theme is going to be eating on the go or nutrition on the go. And every day for that month I release an, and my colleague releases a video of a specific tip. It's just a one minute video. All you've gotta do is just see what it says and then try to implement that. And if you can do that every day, what you're gonna find is your health is gonna start moving in the right direction and there's gonna be some very strong sustainable gains. So. We, uh, uh, I can pass you the links, but we blast it out on YouTube, on our Instagram, which is uh, Thrive Workplace Wellness. Uh, we're on LinkedIn as well, Thrive Workplace Wellness, as well as our Facebook uh, page, Thrive Workplace Wellness. So <laughs> any platform that uh, any platform that that works for the person, we we try to get it out through that. But yeah, these one minute videos have had a tremendous tremendously positive feedback, which is awesome. Um, seeing people implement them, getting a lot of positive feedback about how it's changing their lives. So if any of your listeners are, are, are keen on that, it's an easy free way to start getting your health moving in the right direction.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I, I mean, I've been watching all of them and they're really, I like them a lot.
1: Great. That's awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So that's, uh, Liam, do you have anything that you want to plug personally? People follow you on LinkedIn. Um, is there anything else that they should check out?
1: Yeah if you're uh if anyone's in the toronto area and is curious about naturopathic medicine i'd love to chat more about how it could help uh support your health i, I focus on weight pain energy and stress i also tend to see a lot of chronic uh degenerative diseases like diabetes and, and thyroid issues and, and chronic infections and the like but everything about me is is on liamlatouche.com dot ecom and uh I practice out of uh, the West End in Toronto and um tend to uh again work with individuals that are looking to optimize performance as well as individuals that are trying to restore and just reclaim their focus, their function, their joy. So if you fall on that spectrum and you should cuz I try to capture everyone in that spectrum. <laughs> um hit me up and I'd be happy to uh to chat more. So I, yeah, I appreciate that opportunity too. Uh, do a not-so-shameless plug for myself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no problem. Yeah, That's so good. if anyone's listening and you don't already follow me on LinkedIn, uh, Robert Kalvaroski, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, this podcast will be available on, well, I'll be posting it on LinkedIn. It'll be also available on a bunch of different platforms. Yeah, so Liam, thanks Great. Thanks, thanks. for coming on. Thanks for sharing. Ortiz, I mean, I learned some stuff even though I, you know, we've already talked a lot
1: about it. Right. no, that's great, and and I want to take a moment just to say thank you. You know, your kudos for putting in this work for everything you're doing on the reliability piece as as our side, as well as integrating this uh, this side of of health and wellness into what you're putting forward. I, to me, that's awesome, and so you know, I, I really hope this this gets in into the uh, ears of a lot of individuals. And uh, I think you're you're doing really really solid work. So I, I'm. Very grateful to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on to talk about. I want to hear some more about that performance stuff that you mentioned.
1: Absolutely. There's so much more we can get into on that. <laughs> <laughs> so great, great, man. So get your, get your whole foods, get your plants, and make sure there's protein, fiber, fat. And like I said, I'd be happy to, to share any more resources. We've got a ton of handouts and stuff like that, so I'd be happy to share that with any of your listeners that are interested. Perfect. Thanks, Liam very welcome take care
0: bye